being screwed. It's a being on the outs of an in joke. <laughs> <laughs> and actually not being aware if it was an in joke or just watching my friend's brains melt down. <laughs> Our brains are really melty right now. They are like some stringy ass cheese. So that is the truth. Our brains are definitely melting, melted, because we just got back from Gary Khan. Oh, that's not oh, the right no. one. G -g -g Gary Khan. That, that actually works. Making yeah. a good noise. Yeah. I know, we're so, testing that with the soundboard because we can't hear. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, hmm, strange, interesting, uninteresting pause. Um, so for people listening to the show, we're just going to make a blanket, not, you know, apology, not apology, right? Because we want uh, to put this special edition of ADH20 out, uh, ADHD20 being a podcast that tries to find the intersection between ADHD, ADHD and D&D, TRPGs, and TTRVGs. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Yeah. This is actually the first episode of ADHD20 that you and I have recorded in, in the, the same, same room. room. Yes. So that's why the sound is different, and that's why we're not going to do a whole ton of editing, and we're going to start this little time timer um, right now. This, is, give this is ADHD 20 gone wild. This is yeah. feral this ADHD is feral. 20. This, that's, that's even better. This is feral HD. A feral ADHD. <laughs> I can't even say ADHD. It's well, Everybody, welcome to the feral episode of ADHD. <laughs> Into the feral wild. <laughs> but yes, we wanted to put this out as quickly as possible because while it was fresh in our minds, our experience at Gary Con, as you can also hear in my voice, I've got some kind of cruft, probably from <laughs> Gary Con. <laughs> The Krupaha. Con crud. Con crud. We got con Well, you have con crud. Yeah. I can feel I, it. I, I can feel it emerging slowly. Oh, no. So, oh, no. the beautiful voice that you're hearing that's yes. not mine or Matt's. Who is, is the beautiful voice that you're hearing that's not mine or Matt's? <laughs> it's Fitz. This is Fitz, everybody. Our lore keeper, live oh. in studio with us. Yes. It's incredible. I, I am starstruck. She does exist. If if anybody out there thought that Matt and I were just being funny and had an imaginary friend, we don't. We don't. She's a real, real human. She's a real live girl. Can I be honest? Yeah. With the audience? Yeah. Guys, they paid me to be here. I don't know who this fifth person is. <laughs> Off to a great start. Great. Oh, boy. Yes. The truth comes out. There is no fits. She's our oh. Canadian girlfriend. She's our Canadian <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our yeah. collective Canadian girlfriend. It's true. It's true. Honored, Honored to be the imaginary. Well, yes, we we had to go. We had to. Uh, Fitz had to join us. Um, we were we were hoping that uh, brother Evan would be able to go as well, but no. But we 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 you know made the best of it, and we're here today to talk about Gary Con 2023, mm -hmm. which just happened. We yeah. just got back last night. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but before we start that, of course, right? We have to in-person D100 table level, baby. Someday we'll have, like, a, a theme song for just the D100 table. Now, are we all going to roll, or are we just going to have our um, our guest roll? I think we should. I, I like that. I like our guest should roll. We're actually stealing this from an idea that Fitz uh, and Evan have on, in their upcoming podcast. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Heard it here first. I mean, 
So wait, are we all going to answer the same question? Well, well, you know, we could do that. We could answer the same, same question. question. What, what feral, what even. Feral. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy. Wait, no, that's not the... There, I guess I'll... Listeners, I'm currently watching Fitz's brain break as she tries to choose dice from yeah. that stray. Look, they're just Let's so pretty. This. Okay, okay. So many pretty. Here we go. We're going to go... These are really lovely. Twenty-one. I was 21. really hoping I'd get sixty-nine again. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, Fitz, mm. what is one topic that you researched so thoroughly during a moment of hyperfocus that you are now an accidental expert on it? Well, guess what? As the Lord Keeper, I know that this question has been asked before. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Can't answer it. Um, <laughs> okay, so we do it. Do we roll again? I can roll again. Yeah. Let's let's get something new. Let's get something, let's new. Get something new and fresh. Really good job with your job, though. I know that was wonderful. That was wonderful. You know what? I have one job, and it's to be y'all's lorekeeper and friend. Forty-two. Forty-two. Wait, I, I just doubled the dice. Nice. I crit on this table. Oh no, and this doesn't even really apply to the guest. If you could choose to not have ADHD, would you? Why or why not? You know, we can flip, we'll flip, boom, flip it. Okay. If I could choose to not have OCD, OCD, absolutely I would not have it. It is, it does give you superpowers, yeah. like ADHD with the hyperfocus and things like that. But at its core, it's an anxiety-based disorder. Yeah. And, it, you know, it would just be lovely to not... You know you know what would be great? would be to go to a con and be able to sit on a soft surface without my brain going, this is contaminated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, and not to be depressing about no, it. Right, but, no. like, you know, it would... It just... It puts like a filter over yeah. general day-to-day -day life things. That would be wonderful to not have. Yeah. You know? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So let's bring the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping into the deep end. I love it. Yep, yep. Jump well, I, I guess we could enter this too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if I could not have OCD, ADHD. Sorry, <laughs> kidding. Uh, if, I, if I didn't, yeah, I guess I would choose. Here's the thing. It's complicated, though, mm -hmm. because I am fully aware that ADHD makes me who I am. Correct. Yeah. I'm fully aware that OCD makes you who you are. It's tough because it's your brain. It's your personality. It's so your brain and personality. So you'd be a completely different person without it. Lindsay and I, my wife who is profoundly deaf, and I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Lindsay would not be Lindsay. Would we have ever met? Mm -hmm. Would she be the same person? So no, so, uh, you know. So uh, that is, it is it is a loaded question, and that is on YouTube because YouTube came up with that question. <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think if we could take away the parts that didn't feel as super, yep. uh, I think that would be real nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm it's probably not great for me to take stimulants. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll find out, I guess. But no, I you know, yeah, I think if I could pick and choose. Yep. That would be nice. 
and Allison. <laughs> Bring us up, please, for the <laughs> love of God. Help! 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 Um, well, interestingly enough, I was actually thinking about that as, as you were talking about uh, I would want to pick and choose the facets of ADHD that I would like to keep versus leave behind. Yeah. And, and so for me, the number one that I would want to go out the f- door that I drive myself crazy with and know that I drive everybody that I love crazy with is the impulsivity. Yeah. I really wish I could be less impulsive. And I promise anybody listening that doesn't know this about me yet, I don't do it on purpose. There's no part of me that wants to be constantly like interrupting and just like flying off the handle. I just... You know, it gets in my way a lot, and yeah. I recognize that. But there are other facets of ADHD that I've managed to make my entire personality that I think are darling and that wouldn't I wouldn't be Allison without. So I guess if if I could pick and choose, impulsivity's got to go, and I'll, I'll keep some of the other parts. But if it's all or nothing, I'm going to keep it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I would. I would, I would love to... Get rid of the second guessing. I would love to get rid of the of the inability to do the same thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> in my ever like in my you, life. Fitz. I would get, get rid of the anxiety, the things that yeah. cripple me for absolutely <clears throat> mm-hmm. no reason. That I, in a saner, quieter space, I recognize as a you know a, something I made a really big deal out of nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so maybe we all just want to get rid of our anxiety and not yeah. <laughs> our OCD and ADHD. Sure. Yeah, the comorbid parts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're talking about. If, if we could if we could remove the more comorbid elements of this, that would be cool. But, you know, there's also something exciting about being impulsive. I'm never bored. Right. Ever. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have not known boredom in decades at this point. What is that point. like? Right? I love it. It's amazing. That that I love mm-hmm. deeply. I need to pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, can I cool. trade? You want to? You guys want to trade? <laughs> like trade? Little, like trading cards? I mean, what if we just let you in? Like, what if we just, you know, okay. we didn't have to take on yours, but we could give you some of ours. Oh, so you're saying that my I don't have any superpowers? I, I, <laughs> no. no, I'm I'm actually going to probably talk about one of your my assumed superpowers that you have, uh-huh. possibly due to yes. your OCD. Yeah. in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So with that. Slowly brightening choo-choo train going uphill. We've trauma Yes, we we have experienced our shared trauma, and yeah. now let us. Wonderful. <laughs> Good job, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be so fun to edit. This is going to be so fun to chaotic. We're not going to edit. We're not going to edit anything. Okay, so we have a little list here. Um, Gary Khan. So for those of you who don't know, what is Gary Khan? GaryCon is an event that takes place in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which is the home of uh, Dungeons and Dragons creator, but not really. Matt learned some new things. He is definitely one of the creators. One of the creators of Dungeons and Dragons, really the one who brought it into the form as we know it today, gave it a lot of its shape. And so his family, his son, Luke Gygax, and, and other members have, I don't even know for how long, I should have done my research, been hosting this convention. Mm. So... Uh, how we kind of got here is, you know, as we've obviously, so we just talked about how we managed to make our, you know, uh, neurospiciness, our personality. 2009. 2009, okay. Yeah. We also managed to make Dungeons and Dragons our entire personality. So I went to uh, a, a Critical Role Facebook group and I said, what are the best conventions to go to? And everybody said, if you want to play, if that's why you want to go to a con, mm-hmm. because there's lots of nerd cons out there, go to Gary Con. And it was exactly as described, yeah. just rooms upon rooms upon rooms of people playing not only Dungeons and Dragons, but a whole wealth of 
tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. And I mean, there were also board games, card games, yeah. all mm-hmm. kinds of, so there were, there were scheduled games and then there were just like pickup games where you could just walk up to a table and say, hey man, what you playing? And, and, and learn something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we decided to, we, we purposefully set our schedule. We, we put it on one D&D 5e game and decided we were going to play some other things that we were curious about or just captured our attention. Yeah. Um, so it was a weekend of me doing things that were far outside of my comfort zone, um, which was strange and fantastic and new. Yeah. How many, how many games total did we actually end up One, two, playing? three, four, five, six. So about two-ish a day. No. But yeah, because we, we only played one on Friday. And Sunday. And Sunday. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yes, the average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a lot. Which is a lot. And, it, and especially because we wanted to try new things. There was a lot of thinking. And so every, every game kind of started off with this period of, and some of them stayed that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them didn't ever quite get over the initial hurdle. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole time. Um, uh, and so, yeah. But we, we wanted to go as a as this sort of a dip our toes in, mm-hmm. right? Because we weren't sure whether this was going to be what we wanted, and we weren't sure if, 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 uh, if it was going to be fun. But I think... Uh, the takeaway was that it was. Yeah. We had a, we had a really good time. We had a good time together. We learned a lot of things. We had some highs and some not as highs, and uh, um, so this is what, that's what we wanted to share today. Well, let's high points. Let's then. high points. Well, I guess what we should one of the high points, of course, because th- the other part of this trip was mm. for Allison yes. to experience <clears throat> on our way to Lake Geneva to experience the. Wonder that is the Mars Cheese Castle. Yes, everyone, the eighth wonder of the world. The eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> the Mars Cheese Castle in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Which is a story that I won't tell here, but it is a, a fan favorite among my group of friends. And it, it kind of grew a personality of its own to where I was just, you know, itching to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin, yeah. to go to the Mars Cheese Castle. And when we were looking at this con, when we you know, I, like I said, I pulled this group and I said, where do I want to go? And the front runners were GaryCon, GenCon in Indiana, uh, PAX Unplugged. People mm-hmm. mentioned Emerald City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Of course, the big Comic Cons and Dragon Cons. So as we're looking at our list, and, and GaryCon won by a mile, by the way, mm-hmm. um, Matt was the one who said to me, you know, you know, Allison. Because <laughs> she talks about it all the time. I do this, love this magical cheese castle. And it, cheese castle. If anybody has not seen it, it is basically a grocery store without produce, but it is in the shape of an incredibly well done. The exterior is of a castle with with um, turrets and 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 uh, towers and all all. Yeah, all and an exuberant things. amount of cheese. And yes. it does have an exuberant amount of cheese and other things. It's, yes, but yeah. the cheese is the draw. Cheese is the draw for You've sure. You've never seen so many flavors of cheese curds in your life. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot of cheese curds. Lots of cheese curds. And then another thing, another winning thing about uh, uh, Wisconsin is that there is at least one brewery that does not export beer. Outside. Their their brewery does not export outside of Wisconsin, so that's fun for a couple of us. And so, as Fitz, I don't want I don't want to steal your joke, but you know, we we quickly realized that before Gary Con came, Dairy Con. 
Dairy Con. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, did we have Dairy Con. We had Dairy Con. We had Dairy Con. So, yes. So, we, we had tried to prepare Allison that, you know, to to keep her expectations at a, at a baseline. A lot of people but she was, she, were you still telling, liked it. Yeah, I mean, you and Lindsay, everybody kept saying, both to Allison and myself, <laughs> you know, maybe slow your roll. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just cheese. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But... I think people genuinely didn't understand that it didn't have to be more than just a castle with some it cheese was everything in it. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. It exceeded yeah. expectations, good. actually. Good. Was go. it a castle? Yes. Was there cheese? Yes. A yes. hundred. Did it have lingonberries? <laughs> yes. It did. It did. It, it actually it had more than I thought because it, it did. It had a lot of little snackies and crackers. It has a tavern attached. Yes. And you know the townies drinking their beer at mm-hmm. noon on a Thursday. <laughs> like spotted cow at the cheese castle. I, I loved it. I I actually loved just about everything about Wisconsin. I yeah. I, I give mm-hmm. Wisconsin five stars. Would visit again. Absolutely. Loved it. So yeah. So that was kind of our first adventure. You know, we flew into Chicago. First up, we drive to the Cheese Castle. We load up with our snacks for the week. And then we we drove straight to the Grand Geneva Resort yeah. and, and basically walked in and started playing. Sat down and started mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. So our, our first session, we can kind of just break this down quickly through session, yeah. uh, was, what was it called? It was Dungeon DCC. Crawl Classics uh, DCC. And it is part of the OSR, the old school renaissance of uh of Dungeons and Dragons playing, so meaning it's based, the OSR games, and there's a few of them, are based on the earlier editions of Dungeons and Dragons. So your first edition and your AD&D and, and, other, um, and other games surrounding it, but, but mostly just to get that style, that yeah. like super simple style, mostly in a dungeon, lots of tables and rolls yeah. and gritty and you die easily and yeah. that kind of stuff. And so with this table in particular, we were the only ones there that had not played it. Mm-hmm. And we were playing with some serious fanboys and girls, mm-hmm. yeah. which I thought I thought was charming. I loved it. That was one of my, it. you know, I think we'll probably be weaving our highs and our lows and throughout. Yeah. But one of my highs was definitely just the how excited people were to share the things that make them excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that was, you know, that you could just tell that the DM really cared about it. And, and, and we announced ourselves. as we, I said, hey, this is our first Gary Con. This is our first game at our first Gary Con, and yeah, they were like, excited wow. to hear that. Well, wow. yeah. Um, and so, what we did at all of these tables is is that there were kind of pre-generated characters. So we yeah. didn't come in with any of our own characters that we're very comfortable with. We took aspects of them, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to play some really fun. I that very first game, I've always said I don't have much interest in playing a cleric, but I played a cleric in that game, and it turns out it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you. Did, I was actually very shocked. I know you grabbed the sheet because it Matt said, assigned me the sheet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you assigned the sheet. Because it was a cheesemonger. A cheesemonger, yeah. As, like, the background, I yeah. guess. Yep, yep. But when I saw Cleric at the bottom of the sheet, I was like, AK's not going to want to play that. She's going to pawn that off on me. But, like, <laughs> you <laughs> you took it and you rolled with it, and you did such a wonderful job. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. I loved that one. That was actually, that being a Cleric was fun. This was all about pushing myself outside of my comfort zones yeah. and getting out of that you know, place I, I like to be. And so I was like, all right, up first, let's play a cleric. And, mm-hmm. and Matt did. He, he saw Cheesemaker, and he immediately was like, well, there's That's no you question. Yeah. You know, but we'd just so. come from Dairy Con, so yeah. we had to. Had to. Yeah. And I played a thief, and you played a... I played an elf. Elf, which in those older games, the elf is an actual class. Yeah. So it's somewhere between a fighter, a cleric, or... It felt 
at least I don't know if like what the other spell options are. Yeah. But the ones that had been chosen for me weirdly felt a bit of a combo between a druid and a warlock. Hmm. It had two different patron spells or three different patron spells. It had a speak with animals spell. It had a uh, charm person spell, mm. which I used to to get a pet. But it it definitely felt like the the melding of a druid and a warlock, which mm-hmm. was a very interesting space to be. Yeah. In. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what the original flavor of elves were, but that's at least based on the spells and everything that were picked for me. That's yeah. where yeah. it landed. I don't remember, but I think it was. Kind of the idea was elfy, so maybe the elves were kind of more woodlands, magic, fae. So that would make sense. Yeah, that both of those things would make sense. Uh, so big shout out to <clears throat> Trevor, who was our DM for that one. Thanks, the Trevor. name of the um, and had written the and had written the module was called yeah. the Hangman's Garden. Mm-hmm. It was very you know old school dungeon crawly. So we just kind of had like different rooms we were going through, and it was funny because we're us. You know, we we didn't choose to fight every forty five minutes met. to go through a door <laughs> yep. and talk to every. Sequ- and we 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 yeah we kept we were amusing the others at our table because instead of fighting and killing, we were <laughs> collecting new friends at every coin. Yeah, one of the guys got so mad because. Because I went through this whole ordeal to like rescue a prisoner. Because I wasn't gonna leave her. Right. I'm a cleric. I know. You know? And, and you could tell he was like, he was why so are you trying so hard to do this? That's just the way we roll. That's okay. Literally. Sorry. No, no, no randos no left behind. No, no, randos. no randos or monsters yeah. left behind. <laughs> and you could tell, you know, in the end, and I, that's one thing I was very curious about going into Gary Khan was how is this gonna work? Mm-hmm. Knowing that we're all agents of chaos and things never take the amount of time you think they're going to. And so you could just kind of tell that the, the GMs, especially those who've been doing this for a while, were able to kind of jump to the place they needed to to get us out. The good ones, yeah. The door yeah. on mm-hmm. time. And that that's what Trevor had to do, unfortunately. We yeah. could tell we didn't make it to all the dungeon rooms. And we wasted a little bit too much time getting through doors and making new friends. But um, the fun thing about that, though, is that if we were to pick up the DCC Dunn Crawl Classics and his module, yep. we could play it, it would again. Be and we would totally be, different. It'd mm-hmm. be totally diff. It would. Because I know that there are rooms that we did not hit. Yeah. There were encounters yeah. that we didn't actually fight that yeah. we could have fought. could have fought. Yep. There were, I'm sure there was treasure that we didn't. There was a Eat. there's a mysteri- mysterious door yeah. at yeah. the yeah. End, end of the or the middle of the endless circle of, of yeah. mm-hmm. jail doors that something was behind. Mm-hmm. There was something. So there's there was yeah. stuff. There was stuff that so we we'll, missed. We'll, we'll go back maybe someday. Yeah. I thought <clears throat> I was not playing a spellcaster, but I thought that the game itself, one thing I really thought was neat, and y'all didn't necessarily agree, it seemed like, but what, one of the cool concepts of spellcasting is, number one, you have to roll. There's a, there's a chance Table. that a spell will not, mm-hmm. will not uh, even work. But this game, depending on where you rolled to make it work, had different... Yeah. Layers of effects. The higher higher the number, the 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 more effective the spell. And I l- kind of love. I loved that actually. Oh, you did love it. Okay. Yeah, I loved it too. It was the only reason I um, wasn't as exuberant in the moment was just that it was confusing me. It, it, it was a lot. Yeah. Just lot. because we had sit like it was a lot to read, yeah. having yep. sat down and you're trying to move fast. But luckily, since we were the only ones who hadn't played before, yeah. the others sort of knew how it worked and knew what those threshold numbers were. So right. if I said, 
you know, I just rolled a 13, then, you know, the yeah. gentleman next to me, I think his name was also Matt, so. um, was like, oh, well, hold on, let me help you with that. Yep. So there was collaboration to help people get their roles into certain zones to make it more or less, ef- well, more effective. Yeah. Or when it's not worth it, which... I'm sure we would pick up had we played it longer. It was just that since we were trying to move quickly, I was just sort of getting a little confused. But I lo- I loved that concept. Mm-hmm. I loved that it could fail. I loved that if you really rolled well, that something amazing could happen. And I love the scalability of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because at a lower mm-hmm. level, you're going to be of hitting course. in similar zones. So you're going to be in the lower effects of that spell, how much you can mm-hmm. actually do. But that doesn't mean you couldn't accidentally roll really amazing or your whole party helped you by adding things to buff the number and that in a Hail Mary moment, you couldn't just have this surge of power and pop off a really high level version of that spell. So I love the scalability as you level as a character as well. Yeah. You know, there's something really flexible and lovely about the unpredictability of that. Yeah, yep. which is which is a, a DCC specific. Like that is not something that was in a AD AD and D. So mm, yeah. that's cool. I, I I definitely left going. I'm gonna get it, yeah. and I'm going to. I would play it. Yeah, cool. We probably right. won't have time to go bit by bit through yeah. every single game. Nope. The, the next one we played was Pathfinder, which we don't have. I don't think a lot to say about that one. Pathfinder but, one, in fact, yeah. first edition, which is. Basically, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 edition, and yeah, we were. So here's where we can talk about some of the challenges that we met <laughs> yeah. at the con as people who are neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. So you're in a room with a lot of other tables, a lot of distractions, a lot of things going on. A lot it can of noise. be hard. It can be hard to both hear and then also process because there was just so much noise in space happening around you and with a game like Pathfinder there there was just so much information it was just this onslaught of information that my brain literally could not keep up so that was a brain melt moment for me for sure and one of the lower you know where I wish I was in a quieter room I wish I'd had a little bit more time that was where I felt like I was not served playing a pre-gen character because everything was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was one of the first places I felt like a, an ADHD anxiety flare. Yeah, mm. for sure. <laughs> me too. Me too. And um, uh, it did not help, I will say, it did not help that that, that particular Game Master was not as prepared, right. uh, which is... Which Even was also very, very distracting for me yeah. personally, because I, you know, I sat down and really wanted to learn from all these. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the most playing I've ever done in my life. Right. Yeah. So, so I wanted to learn from these yeah. these people who have been doing this, and so yeah, I, I got real distracted when when they were not on top of their game, um, and and you know we're going to give them all the all the credit in the world because the, you know some some of these people signed up for multiple tables during mm-hmm. a day and I'm sure that they were better prepared for some games than others yes. but it still was that was a tough one that was yeah. a tough one to get through yeah. it could be intimidating being a DM for knowing that you have four hours to play a game or two hours to play a game or however long you've set for yourself and you need to teach people who admittedly don't know the system yeah. and get them through an adventure yeah in that time allotment because, yeah. you know, the way the schedules are, they may have another game after that that they have to get to. So 
you really want to give them... Well, people are coming into that table. Yeah. You know, so you literally have to give up your space within the allotted time. Right. So there is there's definitely a challenge to it, and I'm sure it's intimidating. So... Yes, but I will say this, that there are certainly times when the three of us play and I am more or less prepared, right? Yeah. Because we're friends, and sometimes winging it can be fun, but, you know, you probably know when I'm less prepared than other times, and you probably know when I'm more prepared than other times mm-hmm. to, to play. And, and my thought is that there, there are a number of these conventions, but this one was kind of Build. the build yeah. for this. Yeah. And, and it could be ADHD, but I would never go into a situation like that it, not knowing every freaking thing about what I was well, going to do. Too. And it's a control the controllable situation too, because you know we we pre-register for most of these sessions, yeah. and so there's descriptions of what you'll be doing, and there are levels at which you'll be playing, so you know exactly the game, exactly the edition, and there are levels, so there are you know no experience needed up through like please be well versed in this system, right? Exactly, and this was billed as no experience needed. And you know maybe that wasn't the case, right. but so then so then bill it correctly. Then bill say it correctly you, you would be yeah. better served. We only have two hours to get through this. Mm-hmm. We're going to be moving. You know, please be on time and have a character in mind, and you know we'll dig right in. Yeah. So that was that was our first day, but still, uh, I think we came away swinging yeah. and happy. And yeah. yeah, yeah, and combine just combine that. I think with you know maybe one of the the. I feel like the main thing that we struggled with over the course of the weekend, regardless of the game or how well the table meshed or how well the DM was able to accomplish whatever the goal was for that session, the the thing that was hardest, I think, for us as neurodivergent, neurospicy folk mm-hmm. was just the general distraction the yes. noise level yeah. um there was there was one moment i don't know which day it was where i had to be like can we find somewhere where the decibel level is just reasonable reasonable because right. the anxiety i can feel the heart rate in between games yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you just, had you had to find a yeah. a quiet space to, we all did we yeah all did. yeah because it was it <clears throat> The lovely thing is it's a con full of just tables and tables and tables of game. Mm-hmm. The less lovely part is that all those tables create noise mm-hmm. in a small space. And so... You don't want anyone hard. to not have the level of excitement that they're used to and that they want to share. And yet, you all, <laughs> the other tables also yep. can't hear when you're having that level of excitement. So we, we kept wondering why there couldn't be... Dividers. You know, basic dividers with some, you know, sound baffling or, uh, you know, just little bits. But yep. yeah, something, not... some feedback. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah so if we can, yeah, that would be one thing. Because, uh, like you said, it's an accessibility issue. Yep. And, you know, this this is, a ne- this is not an accessible event. <laughs> there was not one yeah. nod to anyone that might have had any disability <laughs> that I saw. Really. Yeah. Not... Yeah. Not a not a caption experience. Not not, but that's okay. You I mean I mean that's okay in the is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's okay. But it's something that we could like. I don't know that we could give feedback to and say, look, this is an important thing. There's a lot of people who 
<clears throat> who would like to, yeah. you know, be a part of this. That it's not very easy for them to do. Yeah. So. Um, then came Mouse Ritter. And then we played Mouse Ritter the next day. <laughs> Speaking of cheese. Speaking of cheese. We that got was to... kind of the theme. Mm-hmm. And that one was fun because we weren't, so in the first couple of sessions, we were just kind of handed character sheets. Right. This one, we actually got to roll dice to build our characters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the dice determined who we would play. And I remember looking at the sheet going, I hope I don't get that one. And it was the one that Fitz rolled. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, I have no idea how I would play that. Yeah. Fitz played it so beautifully. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it, it, it fits. So you're, if you, I don't want to spoil yeah. it. Well, and talk about playing outside of your comfort zone because <laughs> one of the options that you could land on was a beekeeper. <laughs> so you know, if haven't given the choice, mm-hmm. nothing, I would not have seen anything else on the page as an option. My eyes would have seen that locked onto it and just grabbed for it. Yeah. Nothing else matters, yeah. right? Because that is my comfort zone is being some sort of, be related. I mean, it's my dream in life is to be a goddamn beekeeper. <laughs> of course that I would reach for that, right? But I rolled I rolled test subjects. Yeah. So <laughs> just dark. So, just, so the concept of Mouse Ritter, I mean it's kind of in the name, but the idea is that it is it is D D, but you are mice. And you are so instead of dragons, it's cats. And instead of, you know, Armor, it's orcs. thimbles. Yeah. Yeah, instead of armor, it's thimbles. Instead of swords, it's needles. Instead of orcs, it's uh, rats or something. Owls. But owls, yeah, yeah owls. owls. And, and so it's very adorable, and it's, it, but it's a much simplified system based on Into the Odd, and it has a lot of humor in it, and one of the humorous things in my mind was the fact that you could play a test subject, a test mm-hmm. mouth, subject mouth. So it's created this whole... I, I, I created uh, Twitch. <laughs> Twitch, the test... Test mouse <laughs> who escaped from a L'Oreal facility <laughs> and was terrified of soap. Yeah, yeah, she exactly. was. She did. She did talk about a trigger and response. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but it's her, fun. She made her eye twitch. Meanwhile, guess who rolled the beekeeper? Oh no! Two people. two people are, and there were like twenty different options, options. and somehow yeah. two of us rolled a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. So I played sweet little peppercorn. <laughs> Yeah. I, I went into a market. I, I started out with a coaster from the bar, and I traded up, and 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 my our DM awarded me with a, a with heavy armor. Yeah. Um. And it was, and then what were you? Remember, so, you had a, you had a beetle. Yeah. You. Oh yes, I was actually a beetle herder. Beetle oh. herder. Yeah. So I had a I Chuck, had a pet. I short had for a pet, Charlotte. <laughs> had a pet uh, beetle as a sidekick, my hireling. And Mouse Herder was as adorable as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. And so it really this is. Was when highly, we were, highly recommend, yeah. When we were putting the schedule together, I asked Matt and Fitz if they had any, any you know, TTRPGs that were on their wish lists. Mm-hmm. And several that you gave me, Matt, were not even anywhere. No. And, and it surprised me because, like, you know, there were a couple things that caught my eye, but there'd only be, like, one playing of it. So we did have a hard time getting into a couple games. Mm-hmm. So Mouse Herder was one Matt mentioned by name, so I had it on our sheet, and I was worried because there was only one session in the whole con. Yeah. But I was delighted we were able to get into, and I would happily play Mouse Ritter again. Yeah. So that one was a joy, a delight, yeah. and the most adorable thing. And great for kids. It's, I mean, it's not a kid's. Right. It doesn't have to be a kid's game. But, but if you have children, I yeah. would say yeah. it's easier. It's, uh, it's a lot of role playing. There's not yeah. a ton of dice. There's a lot of story that you can add. I mean, the whole concept is mice 
just go into a thing, a building, a yeah. an, a, a, a human's house, and yeah. they have to maybe they just a lot of sneaking around. It's fun. It's yeah. Fun. Um, uh, <clears throat> up yeah. next on our schedule was we purposefully did allow ourselves one D and D five E game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you know I say purposely because we wanted to play some of what we knew, but not all of what we knew. Yeah. And, and so this was the one, while a lot of fun, so I actually did get to play, so I played, a, I chose a rogue. This was one that we had pre-gen characters. And I, but I'd never played the subclass Assassin. Mm-hmm. And hot damn, my, my dice were on my side, and I was like a killing machine. So, spoiler alert, friends, I will be rolling up an Assassin rogue in my near future. Yes. But this was one of the places where, like, if we start to talk about some of the low points, one of the things <laughs> that we noticed at several of the tables was... And this is a hard thing to put on a volunteer GM who is giving their heart and their soul to running games for strangers at a conference. But there was an overall lack of table management. Mm -hmm. Coupled with, you have strangers who all play different styles of games. And so, like in our games, we're very role-play heavy. We've already joked it takes us 45 minutes to go through the door because we want to ask, what's my motivation? Mm -hmm. With which style do I walk through the door, (laughs) you know? Um, And and we recognize that not everybody is like that. And so at our 5e table, we had a very mixed bag of play styles Mm -hmm. and neurodivergence, Yes, which was very distracting because, you know, we had some people just wanted to chitter through everything, but not in a role-playing way. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we were trying to yes-and the hell out of a lot of this. Our, our goal in this game was to get a betrothed bride to her rich count for marriage. And so, of course, the three of us chaos gremlins were like, but why? Yeah. Does she want to get married? Does she even like this guy? So we're trying to, like, talk the bride. We, we gave her an opportunity to escape into the woods with us. Yeah. Like, we're trying in every way possible to just make a story that seems fun and makes sense to us. But that was not the vibe that of the table. That was not the vibe. It, yeah. The first thing we that, you know, drag him along. the first thing that GM had mentioned, you know, she's role-playing the, the bride <laughs> is that the bride wanted to go to a card hall. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm playing a rogue. I hear card hall. I want a slide of handsome. <laughs> so I'm like, we're going. And and it was, I could tell that others at the table were frustrated because they were like, no, we're getting paid to go on this adventure, you yeah. know? And that was one of the first, you know, record scratch moments of like, oh God, I've misstepped. Like these people don't want to go off and role play a, a, a seedy card hall. Right. They just want to get on the road and find the foes on the adventure we're quote unquote supposed to be having. And yeah. not, neither... Neither play style is wrong. No. It's absolutely, some people just want to get an adventure, do that adventure, get some loot, you know, feel the accomplishment of just doing the thing that was on the the job board mm-hmm. for that, at that local tavern. And that is enough to bring them satisfaction because there's game mechanics that they can crunch and loot to find. Yep. The way that we find joy is is not that mm-hmm. it's different <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, di- it's just different it's just different and <clears throat> yep. neither play style is wrong nope. it just i don't think it is an entirely wonderful time when you get two groups of people from you know one f- from each play style and smash them on a table and say go yeah yep you know the the goals are different for each group and each group is going to annoy the other. Yes. Right, right, yep. right. And yep. I, I think this is where it became very clear to to all of us 
that it, it needs to be said that that Gary Gygax and uh, Arneson invented the game, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of Gary Gygax fanboys mm-hmm. that are at this conference that knew these original games, gentlemen, in their 50s, 60s, uh-huh. uh, that had been playing this game since they were 10 mm-hmm. and earlier, and uh, it's something that they do with their with you know the drinking buddies, yep. and it's not an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a way to express themselves. It doesn't need to be therapeutic. Yep. And the other thing, of course, which that means then, if I am a fifty year old that has ADHD, I am diagnosed as such. Yep. But there will be a lot of gentlemen and and women uh, with ADHD and other neurodivergent brains that are undiagnosed and they don't realize this. And so that was one thing that we kind of <laughs> hit us in the face was like, oh my gosh, one thing that's happening here is that there's a ton of people with ADHD and maybe on the spectrum of autism that will never know that, don't need to know that. Yeah. They, they, they're living their lives wherever they're living them and and you know, have loving wives and children, and, and this is the game that they play. But we see these traits in these people, yeah. and we're like, yeah. oh, my God, oh my, God. my dude, that's, wow, that's that's what it's like to to not be aware yeah. of your self. Yeah. <laughs> not to be aware of your brain. Um, again, it would have been very easy for me to not be diagnosed with ADHD, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm not knocking them, but it, it answered a lot of like, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. And especially in that game, we, we were saddled with some people who were perfectly nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you said, just not, not our crew. Yeah. Perfectly nice, perfectly passionate about yeah. the game, yes. just in a different way than we are, number one. And number two... They had, um, I feel like behaviors is a strong word, but I don't know another another term for it. But just the way that they sort of exist in their own space and yeah. in their own body <clears throat> did so in such a way that was then triggering to ADHD tendencies yes. in the others yeah. who are maybe... It's like more aware. It's a, yeah, it's a cyclical thing. It right? was. Yeah. yeah. What like one of my things with ADHD because I have impulsive and not inattentive. Right. Is that <clears throat> I can be very focused until I'm not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once once I am pulled out of it, <laughs> game over for me. And, and I definitely at certain tables throughout the weekend, like once I'd hit my max threshold of tolerance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I then couldn't. I couldn't get back into it. Right, I, right. There was nothing I could do to reinvigorate and replug myself back in. Yeah. Um, so. And uh, and and my my issue was I was struggling so so hard to focus on the 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 game and the dungeon master and what she was trying to do and say. And by the at the end of that, I almost passed out. Yeah. I was so exhausted, yeah. mentally just yeah. crushed. <laughs> I was just using every ounce well, of my being. You you said it too. We're also very used to each other and yeah. like have a comfort level. Mm-hmm. And it again, comes with us being friends and not strangers. Of like, I know when either of you say to me, and not that you would ever say it this way, but like you're at a ten and I need you somewhere around a six. You would yeah. never say that to me that way. Right. But but you can communicate that to me of like the energy is overwhelming me right now. Right. Um, is there anything that can be done? 
I can go take a walk <laughs> kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. And and and, and we did we, we did not have the free space to necessarily right. do that, which you right. know which which we've all felt. Yeah. 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 I only hit overload for sure once, maybe one or two other times. I I was starting to be like, do I need to miss because the problem is, is if you need to step away from the game, you're missing some of the game, and this is the only opportunity. It's mm-hmm. it's it's harder to be like, can we take a five if it's our home game? Because we have an infinite amount of time to mm-hmm. deal with this. Yeah. We can, even if we stop right now, we have next week. We have the week after. Yeah. And when you're in a one shot like this, you gotta you gotta you gotta either power through or accept that you're gonna miss something. Yeah. yeah. And the fear of missing out is strong. It is. Oh. It is. It is. So that leads us to Saturday night. Yes, the luckily, luckily, beautiful only, cherry on yeah. top of a gorgeous, gorgeous, a Saturday gorgeous, evening gorgeous so Saturday evening. Ways. And this one was not even on my radar. And I'm so thankful that Matt saw this and immediately went, "Wait, wait, wait! Let's get that on our schedule." So, Matt, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So, in researching this game in the last three years, there have been certain things about the fifth edition of D and D that. I do actually miss from the OSR, from the old school mm-hmm. things. The, there's a little bit of stakes that I mm-hmm. miss. There's a, I love the role, the role playing. I love the storytelling element, and I love the ease. But there's always a, there's a little bit that I've kind of wondered. So I would go scouring mm-hmm. YouTube and and the inter- internet in general and try to find others that felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And in my research, I came across a, a fellow uh, that. His channel is called The Dungeon Coach. And immediately, uh, watching a few videos, I was like, this is the guy. This is the guy. This is He's saying everything that I feel could be adjusted in 5e to make me per- personally happier, right? Mm-hmm. So I became, uh, you know, a, a big fan of his and and uh, started supporting him, uh, the Patreon, and he, and he released a book um, with a lot of his, his home-brewed... Um, adjustments to 5e, the 5e game, how to play 5e in a, you know, and, and he, he made sure that all of these different rules were modular so you could pick and choose, which I always thought was nice. Anyway, his energy is really bright and up, and he's a young guy, and he's, um, he's uh, you know, he was a, uh, he, he was a high school teacher and, uh, and a coach, and then he, you know, but he just, you could tell that he loves, loves, loves this game, loves role-playing, loves being a, a dungeon master. And so, uh, when the when the OGL um, hullabaloo happened recently, he said, I, I, I love 5e, I love Dungeons & Dragons, I'm not, not going to, but there is some writing on the wall, and I'm going to take a crack at building my own RPG. So he started talking about that in, in his channel, and I said, yeah, man, go, go, go. Um, and he brought it to GaryCon to be an alpha playtest. And I kind of thought, because this was, this was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. This was really just a few months ago. Uh, and I kind of thought that we would be playing something that was basically 5e with a few of his adjustments, maybe change a couple of things here and there. But no, man, he is really... Uh, Alan has really, really built a beautiful, uh, it's very new, it's very new, there's a lot of stuff, he's literally working on it right now, mm-hmm. but uh, some amazing things, and I'd say by far it was our favorite game uh, of, the, oh, of the con, for sure. and 
just so impressed with him and his energy and his his talent and his his drive and passion. So we got to play this very small session with him uh, and actually another YouTuber, um, the the DM Lair. His name is Luke uh, DM's Lair. Uh, also a great talent. Um, seeing those those two are pals and. And we got to try out this new game, which is nothing like 5e. Really. Well, and it's interesting because it's nothing like 5e, <clears throat> except if you've played 5e, you absolutely have enough familiarity yes. with it that you can pick up and go. Yeah. Yep. You know, I did not feel that much friction between being handed the new rules, the new character sheet the new spell system, and being able to just let loose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alan, you could tell he's a former teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, he did a an absolute magnificent job of leading us through. And so he gave us, they were pre-generated characters, but that we still had a little bit of finagling to do. So he was able to walk us through the rolling for the stats and help us understand the character sheet. Well, it wasn't even, you know, I would go as far and say that it wasn't pre-gen characters. It's true. You know, he let us mm. pick mm -hmm. where to put our ability scores. Yes, you're right. And the ability score choosing was actually quite simple. So it was, it was pre-gen race class yeah. combos. So, like, yes. I was handed a sheet where I was playing a tiefling uh, type of a wizard, a scion. Right. And that, yes, that was the only pre-gen part. So it came with like a, a spell that was one of like a, was a tiefling trait. And that's probably well, more in the, yep. simply the alpha. Yeah. Than, you know, when he for fills sure. it all out, for you'll sure. have a, far more choices. But exactly, yeah. 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 Exactly. But, for, but I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of to right. your point of like there was enough of, enough rails for us to stay on. But I found the whole thing, because I play 5e, very intuitive. Yeah. Yes. There were other things at other tables where I was given instructions and I just had to keep asking the same questions over and over again. I, a, because I don't know that we were well taught yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. And then, and, and then two, because what we were doing was confusing. Yeah. And this was neither. It was both intuitive and well taught. Yes. Yes. So everything he said made sense. He, one of my favorite things about Alan, besides his just general warmth and friendliness, Alan, we are all fangirls and boys, by the way, if you're listening, mm -hmm. was... He wanted us to break it. Mm -hmm. And I love that yeah. sense of playfulness. Like, that is why you play test. Yeah, he started you off by saying, look, I've had it. I, I said, how, how are, have the other sessions gone? Because he, he did a few play tests. He said, they've all gone so well. Not one person has said anything disparaging about this game. We said, game on. <laughs> <laughs> I want some honest, constructive. Yeah. I want to know anything that does not quite work. So we did We did yeah. give him some of that. So yeah. Like I specifically, we asked him what had not been play tested. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted those things. We, we, those we things. took those things. So I, I nabbed his cleric because that's, it's, I'm familiar with it, but no one had played it. And this was different enough. And boy, did I try to break it. Yeah. Well, we watched Fitz break Alan's brain with how masterfully she did something he he wanted her to do, but he said nobody had ever done. And it's because Fitz is very good at being analytical and just reading step by step by step, and you can be a very linear thinker. Mm -hmm. And so we want, well, but if this is happening, then this must happen. And he, he goes, yeah. And if that and that's happening, then this can happen. And you're watching him yeah. like a kid on Christmas morning. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, and she did, she got this like just hellacious heel down because she just like, 
And I think that was, yes, it was logic. You were reading. You know, Fitz yeah. kept saying, oh, well, I was just re- reading. But it was intuitive for you. It was. And that was, the, that, that, by the way, that callback, that was the, that was the OCD magic power that, yep. that yes. I, I think is so like, impressive to me, yeah. watching you do that. So I will admit my one <clears throat> OCD superpower is that I, I, not like, it's not a, I do not have a photo graphic memory or whatever Mm -hmm. that's called, where you remember what you've seen. Mm -hmm. But I know exactly where everything I own is. Uh, I know where every paperclip I own lives. I know know where everything I own lives. And if it's not in that spot, something has gone wrong. What is that that like? (laughs) Oh my god. There have been, you know, there have been times where I call home, I'm, I'm out and about or whatever. Hey, could you grab my bathing suit? I want the green one that's in it's in my top drawer at the back all the way to the left. Yeah. Like, no. I know exactly where these things are and where they're folded. And wow. so when it comes to that character sheet, I was very intentional of reading the spots that were significant to me because they're based on what I had chosen. Some parts of the sheet were irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look at those. <clears throat> and I just knew, you know, okay, this is this is where these things live. This is where these things live. And to then... I didn't memorize anything. You just know where to look on the sheet when you're doing something. When you're doing it, yep. And so I intentionally spammed that 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 was particular lovely. role was I knew that I could spam it. And so I wanted to try to break it. I wanted him to say that I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was you know one of the things that we had said that was, you know, we and we get not the space and the time for it always, but we had felt some lack of yes and at various other tables mm-hmm. throughout the and, and again it's it's a time constraint it's yeah. a different play style yeah. but this was one of the first tables where so first of all we were playing with Luke and yeah. i thought he was hilarious he, is. he truly is it yeah. was so you know and so he he was impulsive yeah. both yeah. he and his character right and so there was just it was everything was done in the spirit and elements of fun it was nothing but yes and yeah i actually so you know matt and i were talking and i think i'm gonna roll up a version of this character because i liked playing it so very much mm-hmm. yeah and in this world and 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 we told alan you know we gave him some really <laughs> candid honest feedback at the end of it um but we also were like, if you need continuous play, because t- that's one thing. He needs to continue to play test it, mm-hmm. you know, out of one shots to see, like, does it scale? So as you move up through the levels, do, do the things you think are going to happen, do they happen? Or do, are you just suddenly level six and completely overpowered? Yeah, he did admit, he self-admittedly said, I think at level five, this is going to this break. This is going to break. Yeah. But, you know, he also put on us a few goal, like, because we asked him what hasn't been done, what needs to be tested. And he said, nobody's hit zero hit points yet. And our dear Matt said, <laughs> I that can right do on. This. I, I <laughs> accept that challenge. Not only did you do it once, you, you did, did it twice. twice. Overachiever. I know. And so your <laughs> your class that you played was n- new to the system. It was called a warlord? A warlord, uh, yeah. A hardcore. It was a non-magic casting. I loved his magic system, by the way. I love the concept of mm-hmm. mana points. But uh, it was a martial class, but it had elements of bard, like yeah. like, you know, sort of... Being able to rally and and playing the field and bring people up and giving them, you know, and you did that beautifully with me. There was a point where my character was very much in danger, about to be beaten to death by a giant ogre, and you were able to kind of come over and use your powers to to flip places with me. Yeah, (laughs) so you could die instead of me. It was almost like you could do area like or or battle battlefield support, yeah, area of effect things without access to magic. Right, without magic. It was all martial 
space uh-huh. and just like commanding presences and things like that that you are able to manipulate the field yeah. to make it more beneficial to the party. Yeah, and and it's I definitely urge everybody listening that that plays this game to go and you know start yep. you know start following him and, and get get on yep. the ground floor as far as like learning this thing because it is it is really cool. He has taken. He has taken the elements of 5e and other games that he really loves and I think is in the process of putting them together in such a fun way. And 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 it really it is it is both slightly simpler in some ways, but also, you know, he's a math teacher, so there are yeah. points there yeah. and the point system is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And uh and and trying to differentiate a bard that like a, uh, a a war casting bard from a martial character yeah. or a barbarian and the points, you know, it's, it's just... I'm going to say something shocking. Okay. So both Matt and Alan, <clears throat> and as we've discussed on this podcast, are not fans of multiclassing. We're not fans of multiclassing. And I actually loved in this module that you're either martial or magic. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it, it, multi-classing is not a thing, but the things that you're going to get good at, you're going to get really, yeah, really good at. Yeah. Well, let's talk about fixing the multi-class thing, because I accidentally feel like I learned something, and I'm, I'm sad I learned it, which is that, so in our Thursday night game with Tay, which has been mentioned a gajillion times on this show. We as need, Lord we need Cooper, a Tay I sound know. effect. I know. I know. <laughs> you need a Tay sound effect. I'll come up with one. Yeah, pick out a good one. But, you know, in that long-running campaign, I played a multi-class monk cleric, yeah. which was interesting, super fun, but it definitely meant that I was not super great at either of them. Yeah. You know, I did that at the detriment, at the overall functionality of that character just because I wanted to around and find out and I had a great ass time doing it Mm -hmm. well when we were building these characters obviously I said I would do the cleric because nobody had play tested it yet and I'm pretty familiar with them so I was like I can break this I'm confident I can do it and he one thing that he has introduced with the way that the ability scores work in this game and I hope he keeps it this is the one thing that Out of all the new changes um, that he did, I thought this was the improvement. Mm -hmm. Was that your class or race do not change or are dependent on your ability scores. Mm -hmm. So I very specifically, I I chose his gnome race, and I very specifically made my intelligence and wisdom scores the dump stats. Or he, he... Clumped them into one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just intelligence. Yeah. But I you purposely dumped it because in 5e, you need to have a high wisdom if you're going to be able to function as a cleric. Right. I put all my points into dexterity. Mm-hmm. I was like, this little thing doesn't super dumb, but can is mobile and can get around the field, can get to anybody, and use her nimble little fingers to fix her friends. And... It worked. Yeah, it worked. It just worked. There was nothing about having those those specific stats that are so necessary in these other games like Pathfinder and and D and D, where yeah. your class is so dependent on your stats. In you know, so as a paladin, you need specific things. As a barbarian, yeah. you got to yeah. be strong as hell. 
But in this system, it's infinitely malleable. Yeah. Yep. You can be the dexterous cleric. You can be the I dexterous did, barbarian or I, smart barbarian. I went high <laughs> charisma, low intelligence wizard, which would yeah. never function yeah. in mm-hmm. 5e. So no. it just opens up this whole new world to characters that you can build based on an idea you have in your head and not being boxed in yeah. and by making your character be broken in a bad, bad way. way. One, one of the things I love the most about his his thoughts and his his theories on, on this game and evolutions of the game is that he feels that it is, you know, the, the it is the player that should be that should be happy, um, and everything that you want to do as a player should come out of a role playing yeah. world a, a thought, a role playing concept. So yes. that that I think is why he's yeah. detaching ability stats from classes, which I think is just makes so much sense. And I, and to answer your question about the the. Not question, but your thought about the, the the multi-classing is I'm sure that there's a, an entire page of feats that he's going to implement mm-hmm. to all of these. Yeah. So that if 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 my warlord at second level wanted to start learning about magic, a feat would provide mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I don't know how he's gonna but you know, it was this was a playtest, so yes. it I don't was, know how it'll work. But I think too the the biggest things that I loved, kind of following everything you guys have said, is the two Biggest things it rewarded were role playing, mm-hmm. which we've all talked mm-hmm. about now ad nauseum. That is that's our that's our jam, and collaboration. Mm-hmm. So you are you are rewarded on the field for working together, and I couldn't love that more because that's one yeah. thing that I do get really frustrated about. It's probably why I don't normally play the support the quote unquote support characters, the clerics, yeah. you know, etc. Et the buffs. Because there's no reward for it. Yeah. We're just trying to kill the baddie, so I just want to slam as many call lightnings as I can. Yeah. Whereas this is saying, no, I want you to tell a story with how you're doing whatever it is you're doing, and I want you to work together as a team so that way you both win. Yes. We all won in, yeah. <laughs> in that. It you know? really, I said it was the best. As a player, I think it definitely was the best combat experiences I've we ever did. had. Yep. It yeah. was just... It was just exactly the way you wanted. And and one of Luke's comments was currently the way that combat works in this, it there are a lot of things happening. He's got a beautiful action system, a point action again, another point system, where there's four options and you all of these combinations, which could perhaps make combat longer. Uh, but it was so fun and and free and the collaboration and the role playing is is one of the first times I've had them all in combat at the yes. same time, which was just so great. So yeah. I it is off to an incredible start this yep. game. Well, and I think DC twenty bouncing yeah. off of what you guys both just both just said. First of all, AK, we are vastly different people because I find the joy in supporting my friends nope. <laughs> just Not as enjoyable as damage. But screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> Um, I I think maybe uh, a takeaway of this system, unless things drastically change, is that if you are a person who loves role play and loves to be rewarded for role play in some sort of way, 
this is going to be the system for you. Yeah. If you like the crunch, if you like to min-max and just, you know, if you love to do the action economy jigsaw puzzle, you might get something out of this, but I don't think it's going to be as rewarding to you as something like a Pathfinder or a 5e. Mm-hmm. This one... I think speaks to people who like to role play. And it also speaks to, I think people who do have neurodivergence because although combat took longer and it probably will Mm -hmm. based on the system, it's more engaging Mm -hmm. because you can only pre plan so far in advance. Mm -hmm. You really had to think on your feet depending on what you mm-hmm. chose to do as your first action cat mm-hmm. point cash in. Mm-hmm. And if that went wrong or if it went great, then you had three other points to cash in that may, your whole plan may have just changed. Right. And that happens sometimes in 5e, you know, but it's usually based on what happens by the players going ahead of you. So you're thinking about how can I maximize my turn based on action, bonus action, saving a reaction, free action, whatever. You're thinking about how do I fill in those specific things to maximize my turn. Whereas with this, you had to think on your feet more and it was more engaging. So I think for people who need more action to stay more focused... It's going to, that's maybe why the combat was better for you. Yeah. Because you didn't get bored because you had to think more. Yeah. Overall. I think that's, I think that's well said because I, you, you get into ruts with some the Pathfinders and the five E's because yeah. your character has this amazing move and you do yeah, that amazing move or you, yeah. but, but another thing is he's a great, great game master. Yes. So he, yeah. he made sure to do all the check boxes he had. He had terrain. He had heights for his combat, mm-hmm. yeah. for for his battle maps. He had he had monsters that were doing things and mm-hmm. movement around. Yeah. So, on top of you know, he he also was a great. And spoiler alert, dear ADHD twenty listeners, we are crossing our fingers and our toes and our eyes and everything else that Alan will be a guest on a future episode yeah. of this year podcast. Putting that out there. We are yeah. putting that energy into the universe. Yeah. I kind of want to end on that high note. We had a couple of other sessions, yeah. but, you know, we, we really felt like we landed on something super special um, yeah. in our time with working title DC-20. Working title DC-20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was high. There was, you know, we, we were, I think we were very lucky to get to play uh, a lot of these games with people who had written the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, either the entire system or in Trevor's case and, and DCC hit the module, the module yeah. and that, that was just those were definitely our favorite games those were definitely um, just uh, t- the time best well spent and uh, yeah so would you go back yeah that was the big question, the big is, question. would we do this again I think yes mm-hmm. especially but. you know as, as a group yes <coughs> yeah. but uh, do more do better mm-hmm. um, I think we've now learned a few things not only about ourselves but how to make Gary Khan uh, more efficient or or at least to pre-prep better so that we are more successful yeah. going which is starting to to know what games to sign up for mm-hmm. knowing how 
much we can take in a day mm-hmm. and, you know, deciding. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes there are secrets. My wheels were turning and I had to just hit the brakes. (laughs) But yes, I think. Is is that what impulse control looks like? Yes. Uh, Yes, there you go. Wild. (laughs) We'll we'll do some tutoring sessions on impulse control. Okay, 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 (laughs) okay. Yeah. To be honest, like, you know, as we were, we, I think we did as much pre-prepping as we realistically could have right. for noobs. We had not gone. AK, you really took the reins of, you know, getting into the discords and the Facebook groups, figuring out how to sign up for games, helping to pre-plan and find games to, you made a little spreadsheet for us to try to sign up. You know, you did as much as you could yeah. going into it. And really this year, we just needed to to figure it out. We had mm-hmm. to, you know, get thrown to the wolves and see how it went. Overall, I think yeah. we did a great-ass job. Yeah, yeah. We'll be even better at it next time. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. This year, um, Joe Manganiello, Tom Morello, and Vince Vaughn were at the, uh, at the conference. Mm-hmm. My most proud moment <laughs> of Allison Kendrick this entire weekend, to sh- the growth that I have seen within her <laughs> Her, can I admit this toxic trait? Uh, oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We put it all on the table here. So I, I have no I have no secrets. You're allowed to have secrets. Okay. I have no impulse control. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dump a, a secret of Allison's, which is that when she sees a celebrity Oh, that's she, not a secret. Okay, well to to find viewers who have not met you, yes. that when you meet a celebrity, you have to tell them their name. Yeah. And you came within I mean, you brushed oh, shoulders geez. with Joe Manganiello. And you didn't tell him his, his name. name. Yeah, it was very impressive. I literally was biting my tongue. Yeah. I, I, I had my mouth, like, pressed together, like, <laughs> teeth on tongue. Don't do it. <laughs> Celebrities don't, do it. don't always know their names, though. Maybe they need help. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they forget. So. And so I did. I, I, I've always long joked that I really want to change my Facebook name to Allison No Chill Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And I tapped deep into the well inside, and I Damn. found an ounce of chill as... Joe Manganiello dr- brushed by me. Yeah, I'm proud magic, of you. magic. Yeah. We did. We we had some magic this weekend. We even we set did. that as our intention for one of the days. We did, and that was the day that we met Alan. Was that magic was going to be the theme of that day? Yeah, and it was. And it really, magic. really was. Yeah. You know, it was magical when none of us could stay seated for more than five minutes. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So much wiggling. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a good yeah. sign. So we'll go back. You know, maybe maybe I'll sign up to to. Run a table? You, you never should. know. We'll see. We'll you, see how it goes. Evan, you don't get a choice. You're coming next year. Yeah, yeah. We go, Brothers you go, bud. Coming. We'll do it. We'll do it. But yay. Thanks yeah. for this recap, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Fitz? Thanks for telling us how our Fitz. Garycon went, everybody. Yeah, thanks, thanks for telling how Garycon. Again, uh, Fitz, thank you for being on our podcast. Just jingle me. <laughs> I, I love you all so much. We love you so much. We love you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for letting me be on your podcast. Yeah, thanks for letting me be on your podcast. Thanks for letting me come over and uh, uh, mute me and have a heist of your podcast. It's now mine, folks. Perfect. We'll pretend I can turn it back a couple times. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD 20 and larger Bivens Brothers creative community. If you're looking for more, we have a hoppin' Discord that a couple of us affectionately call the Honeycomb Kill Room. Look for the join link in the show notes. We talk about all kinds of things. TTRPGs and ADHD for sure, but also TV, comics, video games, movies, theater, our pets, and really anything else on our minds. Come be nerds with us and all our friends. We also have a Patreon every day. Work on a Bivens Brothers original is senselessly ignored for the sake of billable hours. And those podcasts, videos, and live streams are crying out for help. For just $2 a month, you too can be a Bivens Brothers angel, ensuring this content is seen and heard. By supporting our Patreon, you're helping more Bivens Brothers originals like this very podcast see the clear light of day. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this cast with the people you think will like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD 20, the podcast, and to the greater Bivens Brothers creative commonwealth of nerds.